Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So in this episode, we're talking about emotional eating. And this is something I've done a number of podcast episodes on before, but it's such a common struggle and probably the biggest thing that holds people back from achieving their weight loss goals. So this was kind of prompted by a discussion with a client last week as well. She sent a bit of info that was quite helpful that I will read out just to explain her situation and the struggles that she has, because I think it's such a common common scenario that people find themselves in so this client said for her when she's struggling with emotional eating recently she's feel feeling like she's wanting to eat and and everyone's kind of drained her mental energy so there's maybe problems with her boss and then the kids are causing trouble and she's got a friend who's having a tough time so she's being a support to that friend and then when she needs support the friend's not able to give that support back because the friend's going through a tough time So you might have experienced this as well when just with giving, giving, giving to other people, having to deal with stress and maybe just not getting the support back that we need at that time. And this client said she she feels like she hasn't got the fight to resist bad choices. And she put bad in quotation marks because she knows we don't have bad choices. There's no bad foods. But it's that feeling of I just can't fight the urge. There's that urge to have foods that I know aren't great for me, but I just want to have them in the moment and she also said it's incorrectly believing that eating chocolate will fill up my mental energy and that was a good way to put it as well believing that chocolate will fill that gap it'll give you some energy back it'll give you a boost it's kind of both isn't it it gives you that physical energy temporarily because there's that hit of sugar and it gives you that mental energy because it's the dopamine that makes you feel good you get the slight distraction because you're eating something delicious rather than thinking about the stress that you're under and so the brain will offer that belief that yeah this is going to make you feel better and this lady's aware it's an incorrect belief but in the moment when you've just been worn down by the day and and various situations it's really difficult to resist and that makes complete sense and actually another client recently said that eating feels like a treat and sometimes it's the only treat in the day she's having some tough times with with family kids um, work situation and a lot of us experience this right when there's just it's a tough time it's really hectic there's lots of things you're thinking about and juggling and sometimes especially i find with a lot of the mums that i work with they're so busy giving 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 to family to the kids to work to friends that there's no treat in the day for them and so eating becomes that treat and it may be that you get to the end of the day and you're just exhausted and it feels like that's the only treat left and there's no perhaps no mental and physical energy to find something else so if this or any of this sounds at all familiar or resonates what can we do about it how do we handle these times when it's just hard and you just get to the end of the day and you just want to emotionally eat to feel a bit better firstly i need to know it's super common to feel this way it's something that 
makes complete sense that our brains would want to eat to feel better because brains love doing what they know and following the path of least resistance so it's a combination often of old habits knowing that or our brain knows that we've done that before we've eaten before to feel better and so it knows that that was a solution in that moment to the problem because it temporarily probably did make you feel better then it made you feel worse but the brain only makes that initial connection so it can be an old habit to know I've gone for food before and it felt good and food's always there it's always easy to get some chocolate or whatever else you might want to have so it's an easy option and our brains love easy options the path of least resistance plus you know that you get dopamine from the foods that you go for when our brain knows that and it gets that hit of dopamine that it really wants it makes that connection and it just wants to do that again because it loves to get that little hit of dopamine and that's one of the reasons why mentally celebrating any signs of progress you see and any positive things you do is so important and something I talk about a lot because that sense of bit of pride, bit of satisfaction and just recognising that you did something better than you would have done before, that also gives you dopamine and it sometimes isn't quite as powerful as a delicious bit of chocolate but it still adds up, it still really, really helps. So if you are wanting to change any habits or make any progress with weight or anything else, seeing that progress that you're making, seeing the little wins you create and feeling good about them is a massively important thing to do and it will make a big difference. But going back to what I was saying, so dopamine will give you that, well, you'll get that hit of dopamine from food, you'll want to do it again just because that is how our brains are wired. So the brain will offer up those thoughts of, doing it again and the brain can be really persuasive especially when you're tired you're stressed you haven't got much mental energy left to think differently and to think new thoughts so the first step with this is awareness of the situation and recognizing the triggers that can lead you down that path so you can often recognize this as the day goes on and sometimes even at the start of the day if you know it's going to be a bit stressful there's a lot to do you know there's a meeting that might stress you out or you've got just a really tight schedule and you're going to feel a bit rushed and stressed by the end of the day. Awareness and recognising that trigger will help. And as the day goes on, if you just notice, hey, this is actually, I'm getting a bit stressed today. This day is tougher than I thought it would be. You'll start to feel when things are shifting and your stress levels are rising and your tolerance level is going outside your window of tolerance. And the window of tolerance is something that I spoke about in episode 125. So if you haven't heard that yet, I would recommend checking that episode out because that goes a bit more in depth into recognising when you are above or below this window, basically when you are stressed, overly stressed, or you're kind of stressed to the point of being under aroused, which basically means you're just exhausted by everything. And recognising where you are whether you're in your window whether you're above it or below it that really helps having that extra level of awareness and understanding will really make a big difference to help you take different actions in those moments so just to do a quick recap here the window of tolerance is basically when you're in that window that's when you feel pretty happy pretty relaxed things are good you're in a calm contented place and often we go above that window or below it when things happen that stress us out or tire us out. And it's when we're above or below that window that we're likely to emotionally eat. 
when we go above the window of tolerance, we go into what's called hyperarousal. And this can happen for various reasons. Often when you feel like you've got a lot to do and you feel like you're rushing, you're a bit frazzled, you're under pressure, it's like a, a day that's just go, go, go. And you're doing everything for everyone all day. You might feel like you're stressed, you're anxious, overwhelmed, and gets to the point where you just can't really calm down very easily. Your body's just hyper aroused. So with that, you can also overreact to situations and you can find you just feel angry and frustrated when you wouldn't do normally. And you might snap at people. Your thinking can feel a bit unclear as well. You just feel like there's just so much going on. And one of the things we might do in this situation is eat to calm ourselves down or to have a nice distraction from all of the things that are whirling around in our brain. So food or alcohol can feel like a way of just getting some relief, some comfort, calming down and maybe just zoning out as well. Often people will feel like they can zone out when they have food or drink. It just helps them to switch off and their focus goes from all the things they've got to do, all the worries and stresses to just that food, that drink, that feels good. The dopamine kicks in and it just switches your focus. And that then creates that habit loop that this is what we do in this situation. And this feels good to the brain. When you're below the window of tolerance, you go into what's called hypoarousal. And that's when you can feel depressed, lethargic, a bit numb, unmotivated. You might withdraw from people. I feel like you're just shutting down. It's when you're just worn out by everything that's going on and maybe needing support but not getting it for whatever reason. And it can lead to just feeling unmotivated to exercise or eat well. And your brain might offer up thoughts like, why bother? You won't get there anyway. You always mess up. You're never going to lose weight. You might feel like there's just too much going on. And that can lead to feeling overwhelmed again or drained, exhausted by the day and the pressures of life. And in this situation, we often use food to make us feel better to give us some energy, to give us some comfort, or just that sense of just having a big hug from something delicious like chocolate. So in both scenarios, whether you're above or below that window, and whether it's extremely above or below, or just a bit, like you're just a bit frustrated or you're just a bit frazzled by the day, we end up using food or alcohol to bring us back into the window of tolerance where we feel calm, safe, comforted, soothed, like we're getting a big hug sometimes and just distracted from whatever negative emotions we feel. So you can kind of sum things up by knowing that this is always what we're seeking. We're seeking calm, safety, feeling comforted, feeling soothed, maybe feeling distracted from everything that's going on. And when we know that, we can create some other strategies to bring us back to feeling that way. What we need though is a plan for this ahead of time that's got a bit of detail to it as well so that when we're in that moment when we have no mental energy left to consider doing something different we've already thought about it and we've already rehearsed it mentally so that it's easier to follow otherwise in the moment with just a kind of a loose idea of wanting to do something different it's really difficult to change that because your brain's just not wanting to change something that it knows feels good temporarily and something that's easy brain will not want to change to do something that's more difficult because it's not been practiced yet so it'll be very very tricky to to make a change without having a bit of a plan in advance and that plan doesn't have to be anything elaborate it's just thinking like what what would i want to do differently in that situation that would still help me feel better 
and how could I make that as easy for myself as possible? Any strategy that is not eating is likely to be a bit less appealing to start with. But by having a plan and mentally rehearsing doing that plan, like following it through, you'll make it easier to follow. And the positive feeling after that can help teach your brain that this is a a more preferable thing to do. It takes that sense of picturing it and then when you make any progress towards it, really celebrating it is so key again because then brain gets that hit of dopamine from just doing something different and then it remembers that and then next time you'll be more likely to want to do it again and it will still take practice but it will get easier. So tools and techniques that can make a big difference. These are a few ideas. So firstly if you want to feel calmer and reduce stress, which most of us obviously do, one of the things that makes a massive difference is some kind of breath work. And this can be super simple. It can be something like um, a five minute video on YouTube. If you YouTube uh, five minute meditation, a few really good ones will come up like right at the top. And just that's a great place to start. If you listen to that, it will guide you just to slow things down and really focus on your breathing just for a few minutes. And it's, it's slowing down and focusing on the breath and slowing the breath down that can really really bring our stress levels down in various situations and breathing is so powerful because it's something that we always do and wherever you are in any situation you can always connect to your breath you have to breathe and you can always just notice it and slow it down whether you're in a meeting whether you're driving wherever you are it's a tool that's always available so breath work is really powerful and if you've never tried meditation i would definitely recommend it YouTube is a great place to start because you can get free videos that just guide you through it. But there are some really good apps that you can use as well. Calm and Headspace are two of the the most well-known ones. There's a couple more called Insight Timer and Buddhify. And I think both of those are free. Whereas Calm and Headspace, you pay for them, but they are are worth the cost generally. And they, they have a whole database of various different length meditations on different different topics, different styles, and they're well worth checking out. They often have offers or um, seven day free trials as well. So you could Google those. And um, if you need any help with that, you can't find it, let me know. And just slowing down your breathing is another really good start. So if you notice, hey, I'm feeling a bit stressed, overwhelmed, just checking in to see how am I breathing? Can I just slow things down? Can I breathe in for a count of four seconds, hold it for a couple of seconds, and then breathe out for four or five seconds really slowing that down doing that even for a minute that can really reduce your stress levels so the breath is a a brilliant thing to work on and there's so many options with it but just keeping it simple would be a really good start so youtubing a video or just slowing down your breathing for one minute four seconds in two second hold four or five seconds out Also to feel calmer and reduce stress, focusing on things that you enjoy and having these things like easy to do in the moment when possible. So this might vary obviously, depending on where you are when you're stressed. Often the times when we emotionally eat tends to be in the afternoon when there's maybe that gap between getting home and um, having dinner and sometimes after dinner as well in the evening. So thinking that this might be the case what could you do in those times at the moment with it being beautiful spring weather 
the garden could be a great place to go just doing even five minutes in the garden either sitting in the garden or just pulling up a few weeds or just enjoying being outside that could be your go-to place it could be a hobby like knitting or jigsaw puzzles or coloring or photography or whatever else that you might enjoy that's something that you think yeah I like that can I have that ready can I have my knitting stuff out ready can I have my my camera and just I'll go outside and take some pictures of nature can I have whatever else it might be like can we set that up so it's there and it's ready and it's visible and it's easy to do when you need it it could be a tv program it could be in the evening decide all right I'm going to save that tv show for this time and I'm going to sit and be fully present and really enjoy it I'm not going to be on my phone I'm going to have a cup of tea I'm going to watch my tv program and do some deep breathing if I feel like I want to eat something I'll do some deep breathing I'll make sure I've cleaned my teeth if that helps but being really present can make a big difference because often during the day we're just so focused on so many things that we're not fully present in the moment so that can make a difference too it could be books it could be music that you love like if you have a playlist for when you feel a bit stressed when you get home putting that music on can really help and it could be like making sure you've got flowers you've got a nice environment where you are and you've got just a lovely place to go but it's got candles or flowers or something else that makes you feel a bit calmer and a bit happier it could also be doing some journaling journaling can be incredibly powerful and that can be as simple as just writing down your thoughts like writing down whatever whatever's going through your head at the moment listing it all on a on a piece of paper or on a notepad and then when you've got it all out of your head it can really just help you feel your head's clearer to start with because you've got all those thoughts that are kind of tangled up and swirling around getting them down onto paper means you can look at them and decide okay which of these thoughts do i want to do something about can i take some some positive action steps here that help me feel better can i just get rid of some of these thoughts because they're just useless thoughts like they're not relevant or they're just worries about things i don't even know are going to happen they're just me imagining people are annoyed with me when actually i don't know listing that and then seeing okay what can i focus on that's helpful and what what can i do nothing about so i'm going to just discard those leave them on the side and focus on action steps i can take or something i can do that makes me feel better about that situation and it could just be resting because so many of us don't know how to rest anymore so that could be just sitting and relaxing and giving yourself full permission to do that or going outside in nature going for a, a short walk walking at the moment where I am now in the south of Britain is absolutely beautiful end of May gorgeous weather if you come home and it's like that and you've got your shoes waiting for you by the door you've maybe got like comfortable trousers to change into your shorts and you can just get that on and get outside again just that just being out in the sun with vitamin d the beautiful nature that's around at the moment that can make a big difference it could be just sitting could be smelling flowers whatever whatever you think works for you and it's just having that idea of what that could be and making that as easy as it can be and then to feel happier and to boost your energy so if you're more below the window of tolerance you're feeling just mentally exhausted haven't got a lot of energy and sometimes using food to give you some energy back what you can do here is a lot of the things i've already mentioned like a lot of the these tools like breath work doing things you enjoy hobbies journaling resting sometimes too all of those will give you energy and help you feel happier 
So any of those could work, but also things like uplifting music that makes you feel like you've got just a sense of energy and endorphins from listening to it. Movement can really help here as well. And it's something that we often don't want to do when we're feeling stressed and we're feeling a bit exhausted, but making movement as easy as possible and often tying it with music or tying it with being outside in lovely weather can really, really help. And once you've got movement going, even for a couple of minutes, that's when you start to get the release of endorphins and that can make the world of difference to how you feel. And it's just getting yourself to that point sometimes that needs to be the thing to focus on. Once you've got that first bit going, then it gets so much better, but it's the first step that's often the, the most difficult one. So that could be making sure again that your shoes are there by the door or you're wearing your workout gear if you're at home working during the day or you've just got it laid out ready to put on as soon as you walk in. Or if you wanted to go for a walk after dinner, for example, it's making sure maybe before dinner you've changed into comfortable clothes that you want to wear and you've got everything prepped. So you can kind of just go out, your your trainers are there, you've done whatever you needed to do for the evening as well. So you've then had dinner, going out for a walk, maybe plan to come home and then I'm going to clean my teeth. That just structure and routine and kind of slotting exercise in where it works best for you, that makes it a lot easier to stick to it and get that that real positive boost from it. And exercise as well, it could be something like a dance track, it could be on YouTube, there's some really cool stuff you can find that's just very energetic, like Latino or African or all sorts of music where you just look at the people who are in the video and they're just smiling and they're so upbeat and obviously having a brilliant time that by joining in with that in the comfort of your own house, like that can be something that really transforms how you feel. Any kind of music could do that. It's like finding what resonates with you. And it could also be thinking about things that excite you. And this could be this could be like creating a vision board for things that you're working towards, like goals that you've got, places that you want to visit, things you want to do, the type of person that you want to become, like picturing your future self and what she's doing and finding pictures that replicate that or what's the word I'm looking for that kind of show you that's like that is what I want to be that's what I want to do and that you can find in magazines you could do some googling and print stuff out and maybe buy a magazine that kind of if you wanted to go traveling somewhere for example by buying a travel magazine or a gardening magazine if you want to transform your garden whatever you think inspires you maybe an exercise magazine if you wanted to start running or do strength training finding pictures that just really I can't think of the word that's really annoying me but the really kind of say to you, yeah, that is what I'm working towards. That's what I aspire to. That can also work as long as it is something that feels attainable and it, it inspires you in the right way. So we don't want to have like a, a ripped, super thin woman lifting weights if that's not what you ultimately think you want to get to. We don't want to put up like fitness models if you actually just want to get a bit fitter and healthier and feel great about yourself, but also enjoy life. We want it to be something that's attainable and just a woman who looks healthy and fit and strong but who's not super skinny with ripped muscles like we want it to be that kind of thing realistic and enjoyable not to the extreme so vision boards amazing tools to have planning trips and adventures as well which could tie in with the vision board or it could be something different could be just googling your next holiday or adventure that you want to go on that's something that massively excites me. I literally, as I'm recording this podcast, I am 
after this heading off on a road trip to Scotland to visit the Isle of Mull and see some wildlife that I wanted to see for ages and they have eagles and puffins and otters and all sorts of amazing stuff and just planning that trip has been super exciting for um for me and my partner and it's always like having that next adventure ready to go on is is something that helps us a lot when we have times when we feel a bit frazzled and a bit stressed obviously you don't want to be just waiting for your next trip to feel a bit better but just having those plans and thinking about what do i want life to be like going forward like what's my next adventure or what's the project I can work on in the house or the garden that's going to make me feel great and taking little steps towards that that can often give you that boost of energy as well and then inspiring books and podcasts can really help and also just taking action taking action will always always give you a positive outcome if you are feeling good about the fact that you have taken action often the action itself whether it's the smallest thing of like going out for a walk uh, when you don't want to, doing a quick workout, calling a friend, whatever it might be, the smallest thing, like prepping your dinner, those are all actions you could take. And in the moment, they might not feel that exciting or that great to do, but because you did it, if you are then feeling proud that you're the kind of person who's, who takes action, even when she doesn't feel like it, then you get that boost of energy, you feel happier for that. And often you get the positive reward from doing the action, but even if you don't, if it's a small thing, that is going to add up over time so you don't see the immediate rewards from it but you do it and you feel proud then you get that boost that you you kind of deserve and that can help you to feel better as well so those are some ideas and it's it's really a case of thinking okay what would help me in these situations like i know there's this pattern of eating to feel better at certain times and i get it and i understand why what can i do to help myself out with it and what would i what would i need to do differently what would help me to feel better so it's that and it's also planning your day so that you've got food when you need it this can be transformative as well if you know i'm like really on the go at the moment i've got a lot of things happening i've got my boss my kids my friends everyone's got stuff that i'm having to kind of help and support with there's not a lot of time left for me this is when planning can often fall by the wayside a little bit but it's when it's the most helpful thing to do and keeping it simple is really important with this as well and perhaps going back to things that you know have worked well for you in the past sometimes we try and do like new recipes and we try and create new things when the time is very limited and that can then feel like either we feel a bit stressed by it and so we don't do it or we feel like we can't get it right so we don't do it but if you go back to simple meals that you know just work well for you easy options breakfast lunch dinner protein being the star of the show in each meal and easy options for veg like veg fruit simple protein snacks like boiled eggs protein shakes baby bells protein bars if you're out and about um making yeah protein in each meal fruit veg could be like frozen veg in the freezer any type of frozen veg or just the easiest options you can think of whatever works for you pre-prep salads um pre-prepped meal like trays of veg you can just put in the oven and roast pre-prepped stir fry stuff like the pre-prepped stuff is great and deciding okay these options work for me i've got a list of meals even if they're like the same meals if you enjoy them that's great like i often end up having the same meals most weeks because it it's just one less thing to think about and i really like what we have variety can be brilliant when you've got the time but when things are busy 
your brain sometimes can say, well, it's just boring, like sticking to the same things. But actually, a different and equally true perspective could be, actually, it's great because I like these things and it makes life easier. So I'm happy sticking to them for now. I'll experiment when I've got a bit more time. But right now, these same meals are just like makes life easier. That's, that's winning. Let's do that. And then the easy snacks and fruits as well. Like there's so many fruits at the moment because it's a lovely time of year, but like tin fruit can work really well. Frozen fruit, any fruit is great. It doesn't have to be um, low sugar fruit. It's like literally any fruit, fresh fruit, tin fruit, frozen fruit, always a great snack. And, and then when you've got that plant, simple options and keeping them in stock as much as possible. That's where the frozen stuff's really helpful because it obviously doesn't go off. But thinking about the tinned stuff is, is really useful as well. So if you like tinned fish, like tuna, sardines, salmon, if you have things like rice sachets, um, if you have tinned peaches is something that I really like. Um, and then things like oats, protein powder, just like stock stuff that you think, okay, that's there for me. And maybe then if I'm tempted to emotionally eat, a protein shake could be a really helpful choice in the afternoon. If there's a little bit of hunger there too, if there's no hunger and it's just emotional eating and you don't fancy anything nutritious, that's a good one to work on. Okay, what else can I do in this moment? But having those easy options there will really help because sometimes when things are pretty busy and you're on the go all the time, like you do get to a point where you're just you're actually hungry and if there's not an easy healthy option there straight away, you're going to go for chocolate or crisps or whatever else is there. So the planning and prep inside of it is a huge, huge thing to keep focused on. And then if you know the conversation that your brain likes to have and the reasons that it gives you for overeating or emotional eating, then you can choose how you want that conversation to go. So when your brain says like eating this chocolate will make you feel better, is that true? Asking like, is that really true? And doing this perhaps when you're not stressed out, you're not in the moment, asking it now and then ask again in the moment but asking it ahead of time, like when I think about that logically, is it really true? Most of us know it only makes us feel better for a few seconds and then we we get the regret, the frustration, we feel a bit sick if we weren't hungry, but we don't have that full conversation in the moment. We just go with what our brain says. So playing out that full conversation can be really powerful because if you don't do that, you kind of you know it like you know it's it's not really going to make me feel better but you haven't practiced thinking that way in in like a complete way of thinking you've thought about it kind of a few times but you've followed that conversation your brain wants to have a lot more times your brain said oh it's going to make you feel better and when you're tired and stressed you've been like oh yeah okay let's have that chocolate so it takes practice of thinking it fully through and really remind yourself it doesn't make me feel better but not attaching guilt and shame to that as well. Because sometimes that's why we avoid thinking it through completely because we feel guilty and we feel ashamed. We feel like we're, we're never going to get there because we have these thoughts and our brain spirals off into negative thinking. So we need to avoid that and just focus on the facts. The facts of the situation are, I crave this food when I'm stressed and I had a tough day, but I know it doesn't help me. And there's nothing bad about me for wanting it nothing bad about me for having had it before I just know it doesn't help me and I need to then put in something different that does help me a lot more and remembering as well that you don't have to believe or listen to what your brain says 
because a lot of the time what our brains say like it doesn't say things that are necessarily true or accurate truth and accuracy isn't the brain's priority its priority is always to seek pleasure avoid pain and use as little effort as possible that's literally what it wants pleasure no pain and just reserve like conserve energy as much as it can so use as little effort as it possibly can do and so it will go down the pathway that it knows but when you know that you can then prepare for it and put things in place that help to change that pattern and it can also help to list your reasons for eating and against eating so in those moments when you feel stressed and your brain's saying just just have some chocolate like just go and eat the reasons for eating in that situation you might list like it gives me some temporary stress relief so that's good it tastes really nice so that's good and it's always allowed so anything i have there's nothing that's bad so it's always fine and it genuinely is always fine to eat whatever food you want whether you're hungry or not it's still you haven't messed up or ruined it if you eat emotionally and that's important to remember too because no one has to do this perfectly so it's always allowed it's always okay so that could go in the list of reasons why why you should eat that chocolate but then we have to then talk about the other side of it and the reasons to not eat like why would it be a good idea to to go against what my brain is telling me so reasons to not eat in those situations could be it won't make me feel great for more than a couple of minutes i'll feel too full for dinner that's often something that happens i'll go to bed feeling a bit rubbish bit bit sick bit stuffed bit bleh i'll be frustrated with myself for for eating when i i wasn't hungry or i didn't really want want that food or i just it wasn't on my plan for that day it didn't align with my goals but i just had it because i was upset another reason could be uh, i won't make progress towards my goals reasons to not eat last one i've written down for this as an example is like other things will help me more and I'll feel happy and proud after doing them. Like that could be a reason to not eat, knowing that other things will help you more. And if you do those other things, in the moment it might feel difficult, but after you'll feel really happy and really proud that you did it. And it can also be helpful to think about it as you wanna be someone who eats intentionally rather than reactively. If we eat intentionally, we know like there's no foods that are bad foods. There's nothing you can do that's wrong or that ruins it. But when there's these foods that are delicious and we know they're not like nutritious foods, they just taste really good. They're chocolate, they're cake, they're biscuits, they're whatever. Those foods, if we decide I'm gonna eat them intentionally, like I'm gonna choose the best of those foods, the ones that are most worth it to me, that taste amazing, and I'm going to plan those foods in. So I'm an intentional eater. It proves that you're in control as well. And you're showing yourself that these foods are fine. I can have them. And I do have them. And I do have them like consciously and on purpose. And that can feel completely different to having them reactively. Like when you're stressed, when you're tired, you don't get to enjoy them as much when they're eaten reactively generally. Because you're stressed, you're tired, you're overwhelmed. You're maybe not hungry but you're emotionally hungry for something and you're using food to try and solve that problem. In those situations, you don't get to enjoy it as much because you haven't planned it in, because you're probably not that hungry for it. You know it doesn't really fit into your day. 
because you're not in the the right mental state you often don't eat it slowly and really savor it it's often something that will eat rushed and and then we don't get the full enjoyment anyway so thinking about it as i just i want to be an intentional eater that can really help and that can kind of bring back that feeling of like empowerment you always get to choose so you may as well plan those things that are best and when you think about it as like what foods are best for me like in terms of the foods that i love the most they're most worth it I want to plan those in. I want those to be in my week. And that can help you say no to the things that are easy to eat when you're tired and stressed, but you know they're not really worth it to you. They're not delicious and exceptional. They're things that you could get from the supermarket like anytime you choose. It's those things that we often eat reactively and then regret. So if you're deliberately planning in things that you love, like things that are special, it could, like for me, that's that's like cake when I go to my favourite coffee shop that's my nan's lemon drizzle cake which she gave me some of the other day that's like hotel chocolate knowing that those things are are planned in means that if there are generic kind of biscuits or chocolate that you could get from anywhere like just standard chocolate bars that are nice but not exceptional it helps me say no to those things knowing that i'll have lemon drizzle or i'll have sticky toffee pudding when i go out for dinner or I'll have hotel chocolate, etc. So it's kind of thinking, what intentionally do I want to include in my week? What's really worth it to me? And then enjoying that really mindfully, then your brain's kind of learning, yeah, we have these things, we have the best ones, and we have them in a calm way where we feel really great about it because we get to really, really enjoy it 100%, and then we move on with the day. So planning in those foods that you love and sitting down to really enjoy, really savour each bite, that can make a big, big difference. And then also planning what you'll do after that can help too. Because if you are at a point where you're pretty busy, there's a lot going on, you can plan for that food that you love and your brain might still say, hey, we could have more of that. That was really nice. And without having a plan for what to do next, you can sometimes find you just go back to it and you eat more and so planning something else after which could be going out for a walk it could be having like having a hot drink or something and then half an hour later cleaning your teeth so it's giving you that signal that we're done eating for the day or if you're eating in the afternoon it could be planning okay this then i'm going to get on with my next task or i'm going to pop out making sure you've just got something to follow on to that can really help and make sure it's something preferably that's enjoyable so that your brain has something else enjoyable to focus on because if you try and clean up the kitchen after you've just had some chocolate that's often something like that will be a time when your brain will think well this isn't fun so let's go back and have some more chocolate so try and make it enjoyable as well and you can also just take a few deep breaths after you've had what that chocolate is always my example because i love chocolate but whatever food it is that you most enjoy take a few deep breaths after that so your your body is in a nice calm state and then moving on to the next thing in your day feeling happy and proud that you're sticking to your goals and you're having having that flexibility and freedom to enjoy your favorite foods also looking at the big picture to taking time for you and prioritizing yourself enough to take little breaks in the day even just for one or two minutes preferably for more but making sure you're not just on the go the whole time and you're not just saying yes to everyone and not having any time for you saying no sometimes can make all the difference in terms of how you feel and how stressed you are at the end of the day 
not worrying about what other people think, just deciding I need this time. I give a lot and so I need to protect my time and just take some little breaks. Remembering that you're doing the best you can is always helpful because sometimes we feel like we're never doing good enough. There will always be so many things to do that we can't get them all done and we can't do them all to the best of our ability. But if you keep reminding yourself, hey, you're doing a great job, you're doing the best you can do, that will help a lot too. There are so many clients I work with who are doing incredible. They're working on their health and fitness with me, plus they've got jobs, they've got kids, they're supporting their partner and their friends. And yet because they're not doing all the things perfectly and losing weight every single week, they feel like they're failing. And it's crazy to me when I when I see it, I get it, but when you see it from the outside, it's just, it's incredible how people can do so much, but there's so much pressure we put on ourselves and yet people are doing an incredible job and just not seeing it. So reminding yourself you are doing a great job and you're doing the best you can and keeping looking for those wins and signs of progress. That will be the biggest thing, celebrating the wins. Anytime you see progress, anytime you do something different that is a bit better, feeling proud of that will really, really help. Even if it's not perfect, even if you still overeat a little bit, if it's better, that's brilliant. The way to change habits is to take small steps and feel good about them and then your brain will want to repeat them. And the other thing that really helps is making sure you get enough sleep. So keeping to a sleep routine as much as you can do will also be something that often really helps the clients that I work with because it's easy to fall out of that routine. So taking time for you, getting enough sleep and remembering you're doing the best you can and really, really celebrating any signs of progress, any little wins that you create. I hope that is helpful. And actually there's one more thing um, that I wrote down and that was just that, remember it won't change drastically overnight as well. You always have thoughts and urges to eat and that's normal. It's an old pathway, but it's just our brains know food makes us feel good. We're, we're programmed for food to make us feel good because we need to eat to survive. So that will always be there. But by doing this process of celebrating wins, planning to do things differently and feeling really good when you do that, you'll build new pathways to follow and you'll find it easier to follow them. And they make you feel so much better. And if you know that you emotionally eat, then working on this will massively help with weight loss as well. So you'll feel better, you'll see more progress, and it will be really worth that time that it takes to make those changes. So that is it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you need any help, feel free to get in touch via the links in my show notes to the my email address, hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk or the links to Facebook or Instagram that are in the notes of this episode. Have a great week and speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.